Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media. I am Spike Lou on those same social sites. Holla at your boy. I've been slowing down on the social media lately, man. How about you? Man, that should be draining, man. I ain't even going to hold you. It ain't even really as entertaining as it used to be. I guess we old now in that facet, too. It just ain't like, you know, it ain't even really there. Everybody promoting something. It's like a big, oh, it's a big commercial. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's a lot of that. A lot of promos. I can't, yeah. I can't slide through two posts without promo. Instagram, trying to think they slick. Send me the funny shit, man. Somebody don't know me on IG or something. Send me the funny stuff, man. Whole lot Absolutely. of weirdos, weird stuff. Well, man, this is a very special episode, man. They said we couldn't do it. <laughs> Get my Chris Paul on, man. They counted us out. Nigga, what is a podcast, they said. What do you guys do, a radio show? What is this? Here we are 400 episodes later, Animal Brown. How do you feel, buddy? Hey, man, it feels good. We're going we gonna to get to talk about that later. Shout out to everybody that sent in the uh, video requests. We appreciate the kind words. We'll play those a little bit later, too. Make sure y'all stay tuned for that. But now nah, it feels good. 400 of them things is nuts. Facts, man. 400 is a lot. We are podcast veterans in these streets. And yes, man, appreciate the video. We'll have a montage at the end, a collage or whatever it be of everybody that took time out of their day to let us know how they felt about the On Deck TV podcast, man. We really do appreciate that, guys. And as I said, man, this is a very special episode. We're going to take the 400th episode out to preview, not preview, review the Migos Culture 3 album. You know how we do that on deck TV style. Also, man, we're going to talk about the Apollo G album. Is that the makings of a superstar? Mm. Kanye West unfollowed the Kardashians and he's recording in Hawaii again. Maybe we have a classic on the way, but first... What caused all the ruckus on the social media to these days or these past seven days since you've seen us? Man, as a list dropped the ATL top 10 from 20 to 2021. Top 10 rappers, that is. That dropped, dropped in the group chat. There was a thousand messages when I got back. I didn't get to join in on the conversation. So what a place to have it with me and you here. What did you think about the ATL top 10 rapper list, Animal Brown? Yeah, so this was floating around. This is not to be confused with the Mount Rushmore of ATL rappers that was floating around that had Rich Homie Quan on it. We didn't even want to give that any attention at all because we know that was blasphemy. We're not doing that. Uh, but the top 10 from 2000 to 2021, here was the list. All right, again, this is from 2000 to 2021. Mm -hmm. Andre 3000 was number one, TI number two, Jeezy three, Future four. Gucci five mm. rounding out the top 10 number six was two chains seven was young thug eight was little baby nine was ludicrous 10 was Rocco and Dro with a tie Sci high the prince was honorable mention this list lost me at number one being Andre 3000 it threw me off, off top and listen he is creeping into overrated territory when you have a list that is from 2000 to 2021, and a nigga with no rap solo album is the number one, you're showing your bias. Take the cape off for five minutes, and let's have a realistic discussion 
and about an Atlanta list that doesn't involve Andre 3000. I love Andre 3000 to death. I fuck with his music. I fuck with that love below. I fuck with Outkast. I fuck with all his remix verses. But to say he is the best rapper out of Atlanta from 2000 up is ridiculous. Mm. They need to be they they, they they tripping with no map. Mm. You love all of that stuff, but you obviously don't love Atlanta. Because if you did, <laughs> you would know why Three Stacks is number one. This is absolutely correct. It is spot on. Whatever list you make of Atlanta rappers, Andre 3000 is always going to be number one. If mm. it's a top 10 list, give me the other nine. If it's a top three, give me the other two. If you're doing a Mount Rushmore, then give me the other three people. <laughs> it's Three Stacks, dude. He's not overrated. Every time he does a, he does a verse, he's ripping. It's relevant. I can definitely understand him being number one. This is a great list. Like the, I, I have an update. I have the real version of this list that I've made. Okay. But I do agree with Andre being number one, regardless of the general of the uh, time period. The impact that Andre made in Atlanta, and all of the spawns that that have came from him, whether it be trap rap, whether it be lyrical rap, all of that shit started with Andre three thousand and how great he was. Like, so you can't make it regardless of the years without him is what I'd say. So I'm going to put him at number one. Okay. I do have T.I. at number two. Number three is Gucci, man. Oh, wow. Like, number three is Gucci, man. If we're going all the way to 2021, because he outlasted Jesus. Like, still today, whether it be smaller laws and relevance, Gucci is still more relevant than Jeezy is today. Musically? Today. Okay. Yeah, right. Today. Because Gucci's still dropping albums. And they'll have a, a couple songs on him. He'll do a couple videos, but he's just more active than Jeezy. And I think that makes him more relevant. Future is number four. You can swap him and Gucci out. Whichever way you want to do that, Future can be three, Gucci can be four, however you want to do that. Jeezy is five, Ludacris is six, mm. Two Chains is next. Why was Jermaine Dupree not on this list? No, no, no. From 2000? Come on, bro. Okay, we're leaving, we leaving him off. Okay. Yeah, no, stop. Then we got Killer Mike has to be on this list. I can Regardless of active, uh, and he got run to Jewel, so it just ain't hip-hop necessarily. But he's been putting on for Atlanta for quite a long time, and still today you see him out front. Every time he's out front, he's talking about Atlanta, whether it's activist issues or whatever it may be. I had J.D. on my list, so this is only going to be nine. The last one I had was Migos. Yeah, thank you. Like, the Migos <laughs> have to be on this list, dude. Thank you. Like as a group, you I, I wouldn't take one and, and rank them over the other one, but as a group, the Migos have to be on here if it's not at nine, eight or nine, at least at ten. Yeah. I, no, I agree. I, I was wondering why Migos wasn't on there. I'm gonna chalk it up to they weren't doing groups, which yeah, is maybe. okay. That's fair. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But so you didn't have a little baby on here? Or young thug. S since you took JD off, I got Young Thug. Young Thug definitely needs to be on my list. Lord have I, I, I don't know why. On, I, I, I was Jesus. struggling with why JD wasn't on there, so it kind of took my mind off of Young Thug and Lil Baby. But yeah, you're right. Either one of those. No, nah, put, put Jermaine Dupree back on, and if we're going to put Young Thug, then you can go on. Fuck it. You can't nah, knock but, Young Thug impact, though. Yeah, no, nah, he got, yeah, that's fair. But no, nah, this, this, these are always fun. Y'all know somebody that I don't even know who these people are put this top 10 list up. It floated around. But it's still cool to debate. You got to throw in some, some, some spice in there with Andre being number one because that's horse shit. But the rest of the list I wasn't mad at, though. You could argue Rocco and Dro is a little bit of, eh, maybe, maybe Rocco at 10. I'd rather have Migos uh, on the list than have Rocco on here with all due respect because I fuck with Rocco. But, 
super very interesting list, man. That's always going to be a hot topic, man, when it comes to Atlanta, which is the mecca of hip hop right now. And I would say this is very rare that this happens, but M Extra had a good point. Dude, like when you got to be from Atlanta to get why three sacks is number one. And I would say this, and you throw the years in there, and maybe you can't say this, but if you were doing the top 10 rappers of, of Nashville, Pistol would be number one, regardless if he's the most successful or not. Like, I would put Pistol above Buck and, and Leo, and I think they probably, they should agree with that. But that's, that's a Nashville thing. If you sure. were from Atlanta or somewhere else, you would say, well, who the fuck are you talking about? Right. Buck is number one. Leo is number one, so I get it. That's fair. That's fair. <clears throat> hey, man, speaking of number one, the young boy, Polo G, 22 years old, dropped his album, Hall of Fame. It is projected to go number one on Billboard, somewhere between 165 and 175,000, even possibly topping out Migos Culture 3, because they're projected to do about 130. Um, Polo G even had his album release party, had controversy around that with the whole situation with the police. He's got the pub behind him. He's got the streets behind him. Now he's got the charts behind him. My question is Polo G, a superstar in the making. Yeah, this guy has, he got it. Uh, the music is there. I listened to the album over the weekend while I was rolling around. The Polo, Polo G, you can tell that he has a lot of support around him. And I'm not saying that to take away anything from his talent because he comes to the door when he's creating albums, the songs that I've heard. This last album is is good. He makes good music. He's almost like a uh, Juice World, less melodic, like less of the sing songy Juice World, but in the same vein. Because as you listen to his album, it's not just a lot of shoot 'em up, bang bang shit. Right. It's not a uh, lyrical miracle. He giving you some story. He telling you about who Polo G is. And nowadays, like that's what people gravitate to. People love. It's it's almost like emo. Uh, drill music. Mm. You know what I'm saying it's almost like emo drill. What he does and the the crowd, the kids, the popular music nowadays for rap is very emotional music, and he does that very well. He captures the emotions of people who I wouldn't even necessarily say live the lifestyle that he lives, but he tells the story very well, and people buy into that. So I like it. I think he's a star, and Polo G is here to stay, buddy. Yeah, man. Shout out to Polo G's record label. They did their job promoting this project <laughs> and promoting Thanks. him because he's been everywhere these last two weeks. If you um, didn't so know him, you know him now. Yeah, listen, if you hadn't heard of him before a week ago, you know who the hell he is now. And But I think it's with, it's with all due respect, too, because I rock with him, too. And his last project was called GOAT, and I watched an interview with him, and he said... He named it GOAT based on his um, astrological sign and not greatest of all time. Because he said there's too many people that came before him that were great, that did big things for him to disrespect them and call himself the GOAT, being only 21 years old, being a relative rookie in the game. And so when you have your head on straight like that, in my opinion, you've got the tools to become a star. Now, in the same vein, some things that he has to work on is his presence outside the booth. I watched his Breakfast Club interview the other day. It was a little bit of a snoozer. He did admit that he was not a morning person, which is fair, because I think Breakfast Club record dumb early, at like 5, 6 a.m. So he said he went to sleep early that night to prepare, and they asked him what time was that. He said 2.30. <laughs> so, so if he's going on three hours of sleep, he's running on fumes, and I'll, I'll shoot him some bail for that. But he has his head on straight. His mom is his manager. She's clearly, she clearly knows what she's doing with him. I love the passion that she had 
with the situation with the police in Miami, she was on their ass trying to get to him, putting pressure on them. And that shit looks ridiculous. If you didn't see the footage, there was at least a thousand police cars. What happened? Man, they pulled them over for, I, I don't know what they had going on. They wouldn't let her see them. They said it was an ongoing investigation. Or Wait, they pulled him over because of something that happened in his release party? Yes. And then his mom pulled up to the scene and they wouldn't let him her see him? Correct. Wow. Yeah, so she like, but she had, and that this is this is where cameras and camera phones play a role because, bro, if she had that phone out, man, if you could have seen how many cars was on was on them, dude, you would have thought it was he had a chop on at the party with him, dude. So it's like that's clearly unnecessary. He was bailed out. They hit him with some bogus ass charges. That should have go away. But back to the point, I I do like his music. I did enjoy this project. I think it's better than the one before that, which shows progression, which is a good thing. He just got tightened up a little bit outside the booth with that personality. Because you got to have that it factor, too, if you're going to yeah. call yourself a superstar. Facts. They're going to put the bag behind him. The correct move there is just staying up when you go into the breakfast club. Yeah, fuck like, Do it. you do that for your early morning flights? Like, if you got a 5 a.m. flight. First of all, do you take 5 a.m. flights? Only once or twice I've done it. But, yeah, the, you, you the play is to stay through. up. Yeah, I stay up straight through. Then I make you sleep on a flight. So after the breakfast club interview, you go straight to sleep. You don't go to bed at 2.30. <laughs> Like, come on, bro. If you with him, you gotta be like, nah, you gotta keep it on up now, bro. You might as well just whatever you take to stay up, take one of those, my nigga, and let's ride this on out. Do this little 30 minute interview, then you can get you some sleep. But you don't wake up after three hours of sleep. That's yeah, crap. <laughs> do that, boy. That's just so for the birds. Speaking of for the birds, your man's Kanye West himself unfollowed all of the Kardashians. Kim Kardashian is going on a press run talking about her regrets with the relationship. Kanye is recording in Hawaii. He's flipping out in depositions. All of this means that there is a classic on the way. Animal Brown, do you agree or disagree? Listen, man, shout out to my guy, Jay Hove. He said Kanye's back dating models. We got a goddamn classic on the way, and I can't wait. I'm here for it. He's back in Hawaii. Last time he was in Hawaii, we got that My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. So best believe he's not in Hawaii alone. He had to call in the reinforcements. He had to phone a friend. We got Sahai in Hawaii, I'm sure. We got probably Travis Scott in Hawaii. We got a whole bunch. We got Mike Dean producing. Who? Kid Cuddy. We got Kid Cuddy in Hawaii humming on on the beats and shit. We need all of that, and I am here for it. I don't know. The, the whole divorce thing, it's always tricky when they plot like a season of the Kardashians around shit Thanks. like this. It's like how is legitimate what's going is on? It? Yeah, like they're showing previews to the last season and this is all involved in it. It's like, uh, okay, he that takes away that. a little bit of he the validity. Yeah, I, I mean, but it, it, everything, shout, shout out to DP, everything's a promo. <laughs> he says it in the group chat all the time. Everything is for pub. So, yes, they may be getting divorced in real life. Planning a season of a TV show about it takes some of the validity away from, from it for me. But he's clearly outdating people, and I'm excited to see what he's got. They said new music is on the way. His manager said new music is on the way. We'll see what it sounds like. Is it going to be Jesus is King 2? Or is he gonna be is he gonna be back on the bullshit like a lot of people hope he is? Um, that's my biggest question. Uh that's my question when we read this topic, when I hear these these uh headlines, is the music going to be religious, non-secular music as they call it, or is Kanye gonna be in his bag? 
If Kanye is going to be in his bag, then you're absolutely right. This is the perfect storm. Hate to be that guy, but hey, I'm here for it. I'm here for the divorce stories. I'm here for the what's been going on over the last fucking six years since he's been wilding out. I'm here for what Saha can put pen to pad and Kanye can regurgitate in the booth. I want it all. I definitely want to hear. People know I've been hard on Kanye West if you listen to this show. And that's just because I expect so much of him. Uh, he is one of the greatest of our time, undoubtedly. Like that, that's, that goes without saying. Uh, but in my opinion, he's just taken the wrong task over the last couple of years. So removing himself from that, I, I'm looking forward to it, especially if it's not going to be the church music, because I'm definitely not signing up for that. But if he back to rapping, he back to like collaborate with niggas that make great music. Then yeah, let's do this. I want to hear it. I'm with you on the Kardashian stuff. I don't care. Uh, it's unfortunate that it didn't work out for him, but you signed up for this. So yeah, it got to be on the season. Uh, they would be robbing their fans if they didn't involve it. Cause I mean, they put everything on there. So, Hey, like go let the shit play out, get it over with, move on with your life, get the 20 year old model. Like I'm here for it. I, I'm, I ain't mad at Kanye, dude, do your thing. Give us a great album on the way out. He need to give us a good ass job. Mm. Whatever the name of it was like, that was it. If he give us that album to complete it and talk about everything and how he thought this was going to be the greatest job ever, but where it got him now, that's the album. Yeah. That's what I want to hear, dude. And then I want to dissect two months, two months after that, dude. <laughs> the dissect podcast on the good ass job album that will probably never happen. But if we can get that from Kanye West, if I could get him just breaking down the last everything, couple of years, the, the success of Yeezy, all of that, man, that should be fire. Yeah, a lot of people pinpoint the downfall or the end of old Kanye with when he got with Kim. So now if they're apart, people are thinking, okay, we're about to get that old yay back. We'll see. Only time will tell. I still have been a fan this entire time, even though he has made it very difficult to support him uh, a few times over these last couple of years. But I'm right. interested in that. I'm interested in that documentary that's still coming to Netflix in a couple of months. We're going to see what that's hitting on. But uh, these are very interesting times. He just had a birthday last week. He just celebrated with the Gap. Um, the first piece in the Gap collection release, in which I did not cop because I can't do nothing with that jacket right there. Uh, they're going to catch me with a hoodie or something, with some socks. I can't do nothing with that, that jacket. I didn't even see small. the jacket. What's, nah, wrong, was with small. Small. What's small. wrong with it? It was just too puffy. It was too. Uh, it's a feather jacket. Feather I don't jacket. know what the fuck it was, dude. I can't do it's something I can't do nothing with, with all due respect. But um, I'm looking forward to what he got going on. And if he's in Hawaii, man, listen, call Jay up, apologize. Let's get that Watch the Throne 2 popping. Let's oh, go. That ain't happening. That's not going to happen. <laughs> please. Somebody please make Jay-Z that is, happen. Jay-Z is never talking to Kanye West again. Nah, that's not true. I'm a Sagittarius, dude. I'm just, I, I understand the that's thought process true. of Jay. Just like he's never talking to dude again. Ever. Like, listen that's to me, bro. Like, he's never talking to dude again. Like, it, it ain't never happened. They can record in separate studios and just email the verses. Fuck it. Hey, they might do a song together, but he ain't never have. Like, that's, that's dead. Hey, my, I, I, I think I'd love to be proven wrong here, but I think that's dumb dead. Jay-Z way past that stage in his life, in my opinion. Shout out to Jay. Did you watch that shop real quick, Jay on the shop? You know what? I watched the, I watched the first 15 minutes of it. You didn't see the end, the DMX story? Did I? Oh, my God. Tell me that was the best part of the episode. <laughs> really? 
I, I don't know. I, I, I was doing something else. I have to watch it again. I ain't even going to say that it didn't catch my interest. It wasn't good. I just never got back to watching the last 15 minutes of it. That's, that's the best part of it. That, sh- that story is hilarious, dude. Really? Fuck. I got to see that. Tell her, I mean, what happened? Give me, yeah, give me what was you about to sell. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would just you can blow, yeah, you can jack it. I don't care. Okay, yeah. So, real quick before we get on this next topic, before we get to this Migos culture three, mm-hmm. Jay was <laughs> Jay talked about the first night of the Hard Knock Life tour, mm-hmm. and DMX, of course, came on before Jay, who obviously was it was his tour, so he closed it. He said that very first night, <laughs> he said DMX walking, pacing back and forth with a bottle of like. I forgot what the two liquors was. He said it mixed. It looked like it was blood, like he was drinking blood, and he's on 10. He walking <laughs> back and forth. And then I don't know if you went to Hard Not Life or if you remember the, how, how, how DMX come out mm-hmm. with this them two guns go doom, doom, and then he go, and he said, <laughs> he said, nigga, the crowd going bananas. It says all black. And so Jay like, like oh, okay. And yeah, then DMX that. come out, one, two, one, two, and he hyped. He said halfway through his set, he take his shirt off. All the gals, ah, they all passing out and shit. So he like, okay, the first half, he had all the dudes in the crowd hype. Now he got all the gals in the crowd hype. He said, okay, now this is interesting. He said, by the end of the set, he do a prayer. And nigga said the whole stadium was crying. And he was like, <laughs> they looked at him and said, all right, bro, you next. <laughs> and I got to follow this shit. And nigga Jay said, he came up, it's a hard knock light. And he said, nigga, she was soft as fuck. <laughs> He was like, man, I got 60 more cities of this shit. And I ain't doing it. So he had to switch it up, man. This nigga close. Yeah, let this nigga close. Because he do the prayer at the end. I don't think it was that concert I went to. It was the one he came out in the cage. Do you remember that one? Was Was that Rough Riders Cash Money? I can't remember, man. I just remember that he he did the prayer thing. He ended it in the cage. Damn. The prayer thing. It was in the... uh, Arena when Nashville built it, I believe. I can't remember what tour that was. Yeah, I mean, I, I went to Rough Riders Cash Money and I went to Hard That's Not probably Life. what it was, the Cash Money. Was, yeah. that, at the, was that at Bridgestone? What's it was. Bridgestone Arena? Yeah, that's what it was. Yep. He came out in that cage and shit. That nigga said, man, they looked at him and said, all right, man, you next. They were like, nigga, what? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I'm Jay, I'm switching up the next night. <laughs> he said, never, never, we're never doing this again, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Never. Oh man, but that shit was hilarious, man. But um, before we get to this topic, man, let's talk CeeLo. CeeLo took the Instagram, said he was back in the gym. All right, he said, listen, summer body is loading. Six pack is on the way. But it was what uh, he said in the caption that caught a lot of people's attention. He said that his label and his management told him back in the day not to lose weight. Said it was part of his image and he shouldn't ruin that. That's what he was known for. I'm going to ask you, is that fair or foul for the label to control the artist's look? Yeah, that's, I think that's a part of it. I don't think that you can be an artist and promote yourself to the label. They sign you and agree to promote you, and then you switch it up on them. Mm. And, I mean, and this goes for CeeLo. This goes for uh, Megan Thee Stallion. Like, she can't come out fully clothed like a church girl <laughs> next week. Like, bro, this is not what I paid for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, even it's not what sense, I invested in. Yeah, it's not what I invested in. So even in the sense of CeeLo wanting to stay healthy, and yeah, there's ways that you can get behind that if you're a label. But in the original sense of it, like I didn't pay for this. I didn't want to make money off of you going green and being in the gym, bro. Like you a little chubby Eminem dude. Like this is what this is. A, a lot of times when when people 
are signing contracts, this is a part of it. Like you're signing away uh, a, a part of yourself. You're signing away yeah. a piece of you and that piece that you're signing away, you've agreed to like accept conditions of labels, like accept conditions of your employer, accept conditions of people that are paying you that have agreed to what you are, are good at. So I get what CeeLo's saying. It sounds nuts when you read it. <laughs> hey, they wouldn't let me lose weight. Because we won't, I mean, it's overall healthy, but I get it in the business sense of the word. And as people know that listen to this, I'm always going to make smart business. I'm always going to fall on that side of it. What do you think? Listen, this is foul. Um, mm. as, a, as a member of Husky Nation, my damn self, and my six pack is coming soon as well. Shout out to CeeLo. Let's get it. That's since episode two. <laughs> 398 episodes later. One of these days, I'm going to get that shit popping. But <laughs> It's foul because if something were to happen to CeeLo health related, if he, if COVID or something, any type of prior health condition related to his weight were to happen, they would be the first people putting out a press release, uh, how we're so sorry that this happened and we're not, and you selling me a whole bunch of bullshit mm. in a press release when behind closed doors, you was the one feeding them pizza and pastas and shit, dude. Sorry, like, fat boy. No, that's, that's, <laughs> sorry, some, fat boy. that's some slaw. And CeeLo was already established, dude. He's been CeeLo for a very long time. And I mean, even if you want to go pop CeeLo with Gnarls Barkley and shit, he's been that person forever. So he's going to be that person, whether he looks like a peanut M&M or whether he has a six pack, dude. So why, what difference does it make? Nobody's going to see CeeLo pop out with a six pack and go, ah, hey, yeah, you blew it, bro. I don't want to hear this nigga no more, man. I don't want to listen to this shit no more. Like, what? Like if anything, you old, get man, he might take my girl now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if anything, you're gonna get more pub. You're gonna get the Weight Watchers deal. That's more money in the manager's pocket. Like, look how you gotta play it smart, dude. Khaled was on his health kick, and he was getting sponsorships and shit. Like, look at it on the business level, bro. They, 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 they tripping. That was a lost opportunity. I don't like. I, I disagree, and I think it spreads further too. Like you mentioned, Khaled, Rick Ross. Yep. I said Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, City Girls. Like, I signed up for what you saw. Like, y'all can't switch it up on me now, bro. I, I, you want to change your life? I get it. That's great. Once you get through rapping, maybe. But anything else, dog, we need to renegotiate terms for the contract. Because that, that, that's a part of the image that you're selling and that people have bought into. It's unfortunate, like you said, and maybe you can market around it. But don't come to me acting like it's wrong because it ain't wrong. Man, there was a there was a female artist, and I'm so mad I can't think of her name. That was getting ready to sign the offset, but he asked her to get her body done, and she wouldn't do it. Was he paying for it? Probably. Mm. And I'm mad. I, and I'm mad because I can't think of her name. And I went and up. checked out her music, and she was hard. I was like, damn. You made that up. No, nah, <laughs> I, sw I swear. She said it. She came out and said it. I promise. She came out. I don't and said believe it. he didn't get more flack for that. But because nobody knows this who happened she, recently, yeah, probably about two or three weeks ago. But she, nobody knows who she is yet. I think she's she, she got from Atlanta. Talent. She from Houston. She oh. hard too, man. How does her body look? Regular, not like she's like she's small. She's thin. Ah, so he trying to add a little bit. He was trying to yeah. He was trying to add a little bit. So it's like that's no that now. See now to me that's different though mm. because now. Like just like Nikki, like Nikki was just added. That's all. Yeah, but she kind of like grew into that. If you offset and you listening to this chick music and you like it, but you like now nah, you don't look right. I need you to get your body done. 
That's foul. That's foul. What you mean if she like look like Lizzo or something? What you mean? Well, however she looks, my oh, nigga, okay. because like you, you're not supposed to be able to to hire people or or, or give people opportunity based on that. And oh, if she's gotcha. good at what she do, then like, yeah, that that and that that is foul. I don't think that's the same thing as me telling CeeLo, my nigga, hey, you can't lose weight, bro. You you came in here fat. You got to stay fat. <laughs> uh, here is her her name is Big Jade. But she's, it's a play on her neck because she's small. She's tiny. small chick. Kind of like Big Sean. Big Sean, not no yeah. fat nigga, but you know what yeah. I'm saying. So. But see, that's hard. Like, yeah, that's like, I, I, I'd I be mad at Upset. I'd try to take him to court if I was her. <laughs> Fuck that. Sue she that said nigga. she turned down more money. He was offering more money than the label that she ended up signing to. And she took the other way. He couldn't have asked her that directly. You can't do that. I mean, it was. You that's got to be against the law. It was a suggestion <laughs> that was made <laughs> and that, that we can continue with this paperwork if you agree to this suggestion. Hey, that's a wild story, though. Yeah, tough. Like, I'm surprised he didn't get more backlash for that. Because we don't know who the female rapper. That's why. She's not on the map yet. She hard, though. I listened to her shit. She was hard. I was like, damn, he hey, dropped the ball. You think if she blows up that he'll get some flack for that? It may come back around. It may come back around. But then it's offset, so I don't know how much people are really expecting out of him. Yeah, that's another thing. Who cares? Like, yeah. and not in the sense of not saying they're not popular, but who cares who offset signs and doesn't sign because yeah, they who, their body though. Like, who knew he had a label? Right. Like, what's the name of Offset's yeah. label? Uh, who knows? Exactly. Uh, but he missed one with that man. Y'all check out Big J though. She hard. You're gonna trip off it. Shout out to Big J, man. Um, speaking of Migos, Offset, Quavo, Take Off, they dropped their long, and I mean long awaited. Culture three, it has been delayed, pushed back. I'm sure the pandemic had a lot to do with it. I'm sure the lawsuit with QC had a lot to do with it. But it is finally here, coming off the heels of their single Straightening In. Um, did you have any expectations going into this third culture album? Absolutely, man. We talked about it a little bit here, but before I get into that, and you can edit this out if you like, Jeff Green is the next leading scorer right now. That's nuts. That's wild. That is nuts. That's but wild. getting back into this Culture album, yes, man, there were high expectations for Culture 3. The Migos have set the bar for groups in rap. They've set the bar for popular rap. They've set the bar for trap, pop, rap, whatever they want to call it. And they've came to the place in their career where they're superstars and you expect them to deliver on every album. Last album wasn't so great. It wasn't it was okay. culture. It wasn't culture one. You right. Know? And every time a culture comes out, we expect it to shift culture. So when culture three comes around, that's my expectation. I expected this to be boom, hit you in your face. Culture shifting. People are doing new things. You started a new wave. That was my expectation going into culture three. What'd you expect? Yeah, I was here for it too, man. Like they 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 have shown hit making ability over and over again. As a matter of fact, I, you could argue Migos could do a versus right now. Right now. Yeah, facts. Like, so to facts. be, they, they, they're probably about seven, eight years deep now in terms of like when their first mixtapes first started bubbling, give or take, 2013, 2014. Um, so they're at the point now where they've shown hit making ability. So they have a high bar that's been set for themselves. Migos, and got, Migos, I, my, Migos got 20 for anybody. I, that's what, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Any group. Any so, group. <laughs> so that, that that's what I'm saying. So with that being said, they have a high bar. 
And I like the single that came out when Straightening came out. I did like that. I, I was like, okay, this is this is a nice vibe. This is their lane right here. And I was scared to see how they were going to sound now that the whole rap game has that triplet flow. Like they've been going since two, I think 2018 is when that Culture Two came out. Like that's a that's a long time in rap years, dude. Mm-hmm. And I know they had solo projects that more or less fell flat. You know what I'm saying? They it it. it we saw that they were better as a group than they are solo, which is perfectly fine. You could say that for a lot of groups. Um, but so I wasn't afraid to listen to the new shit because of that. I know what happens when they get together and they get in that booth. So they're, they're, they're usually going to deliver. And uh, my initial thoughts when I listen to this album, because I listened to it on a road trip. So You're a I like it. You're fan too, though. Yeah, I'm Amigos. So I've been I've been listening to them for a long time, dude. Like, shout out to my guy Plaza. He put me on. Uh, I, I'd rather be rich than famous was the first Migos song I ever heard. And he played that in his car, and I was like, "Nigga, what is this? Like, this is tough. Like, fuck, like they hard." So Trump will put you on some man. Shout out my guy. He put me on Future too, man. Shout out to my guy. He put me on Future. He put me yep. on Future. He put me on Two Chains. Like, just, I put myself on Two Chains. I'm gonna be real. That's not true. I remember <laughs> he put you on him too. <laughs> Trump was went to a two chain show when he was titty boy last guy. I ain't know who. He was like, man, go down here to Titty Boy show. Me. I'm like, who, nigga? I'm like, go in there, bro. We went. Oh, shit. shit. Oh, but yeah, because that, that, I've, I've been on them since the mixtape day. So I, I'm, I've I'm definitely been a fan. And I was interested to see what this was talking about. And on the road trip, I was fucking with it, the initial thoughts. I really, I really dug it. It was exactly what I was looking for. Um, it was those three. They have such good chemistry on records. Like, and you can tell that they really fuck with each other. They all, they all related. They're all cousins. In my opinion, you can tell even when they first came out, they always kind of had the same look. They had the same outfits on. They've always been on one accord. And I, and I feel like that that shines through in the music, in my opinion. If you watch them on like freestyles and stuff, that, that they got that synergy. Like, it's just really natural. You can tell they grew up around each other. And so it's, it's cool. And I thought I got that from this album, which I was hoping was still going to be there, even after industry politics, even after lawsuits, even after some are in relationships and some are low key, even after other people on your label are doing bigger things than you, like they're still moving as one and they're still cohesive and I can still feel that. So I thought that was good when I first listened to it. What, what, what are you thinking? Um. There's something very refreshing about seeing people, the observation of people that are close to each other that are famous. Like you said, it ain't necessarily they look like the best of friends, but you could tell that I've been around this dude for fucking my whole life. I know him. Yep. That comes off in interviews. That comes off in the music. That comes off when they're doing fucking car freestyles or whatever, like you said. And that's, that's great. That's part of the pool with the Migos. That's probably why you don't see a lot of groups in hip hop today because you don't get that. You don't get niggas that grew up together that have stuck around this long to be the powerhouse group that is the Migos. That comes out in this music. I had the benefit, like you said, in the first listen, I'm a scroll past guy. Y'all niggas put shit in the group chat on Instagram, Twitter. I'm rolling past and I'm not clicking videos. I'm not opening nothing up. So I had the benefit of hearing this single like as I mean, excuse me, hearing this intro as the intro, like the yep. first thing that I've heard, and that shit was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was hard. The flip of that and being able not to have heard the look. I seen the clip out there after I heard it. Yeah. I'm glad that I didn't click on that clip. That's why I say I'm a scroll past guy to get to that point. I'm glad I didn't click on it because it set the tone for the album 
where they thought their place were as the Migos delivering culture three to you. The intro was fucking perfect. Yeah. So I was ready once I heard that and getting into the album, not being a big Migos fan like you throughout all these years, I 1 million percent respect what they've done for the game. I will a million percent know about the hits that they have, but just, I'm not a big Migos fan. I'm still an old school lyrical guy and I like what I like. Yeah. But I do, like I said, respect what they did. And this coming out with that first song, I, my expectations rose immediately when I heard this. So first that reaction going off of that and all the way through it, I was, my antennas were up. I was hoping for a great album. This uh, this album has been teased since two, the beginning of 2019. They have been talking about Culture 3 literally in an interview. I'm looking, Quavo said in an interview in October of 2018, that Culture 3 would be dropping 2019, top of 2019. That's how long they've been talking about it. And then Lil Baby blew up. And then, listen, and then priorities <laughs> shifted at QC. <laughs> then Lil Baby came. Because <laughs> City Girls blew up too. Fact, yeah, A lot of things have happened since. Really, when you think of QC, you thought Migos. Now, not so much. They're a yeah. little bit forgotten. They're not on that list that we just talked about. Like, they're a little bit forgotten. And I think that plays to their strengths. And I think on this album, they rap like they were forgotten. Because they yeah. just sound hungry to me on here, dude. They like, did, they, they, they bag on here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they rap. I think they, they, for what, now listen, let's not get it confused, twisted. I'm not saying that they're fucking lyrical, spiritual, miracle. But the, the vibe that they put you in, you want beats that's going to knock in your car. You want these niggas to be flowing and rhyming on, back, on beat with the crazy patterns and the melodic shit with Quavo. And you want them to just be taking off on shit. Like, that's what you want, man. I'm, I'm not here to, like, be extra deep and shit with the bars. They're going to give you surface-level subject matter. But, but it's entertaining for me. And I think it worked. You know what my problem is when people always say, oh, Lou, you hate New York groups and New York rappers. My problem is that you had to preface that. And niggas that say, oh, I love Mob Deep or Wu-Tang's, they don't have to preface it when they put them niggas in their top 10 and top three. Like, them niggas ain't talking about nothing I want to hear. <laughs> Same thing with the Migos from New York. Like, a nigga from New York could listen to this and be like, bro, what? Or an old nigga. Yeah. Like, dude, what are you talking about? But if you're paying attention, regardless if you like their style or anything, and I'll say this for the niggas that I'm hard on from New York, they in their bag. Right, right, they're right. In their bag in, in they little sense of the word of what they're talking about. And the same thing for me goes, so to kill that ramp, my problem is people have to context when they say the Migos ripping it. Cause I heard Joe Budden say this when he was talking about it. And I heard some other people that were commenting on the album, like talking about Migos quote in their own way, they're rapping their ass off. They can just be rapping their ass off. And I'm not criticizing you for saying yeah, that. Yeah, I know it's more so how they try to compare. Like when they say Wu-Tang and them niggas, all of them were cold. Like, no, they weren't bro. <laughs> but no, they weren't like all nine of them niggas went cold, but they had their own unique style, just like with the Migos. Like these three niggas, no, it's not Nas, no, it's not Jay Z, but right. these niggas was rapping they ass off. And if you know anything about rapping, you know they were in their bag. Like yeah. for what they do, these niggas was like, you could tell they was like, oh, these niggas think we don't got it no more. Yep. Like these niggas are acting like I think one of them said this in one of the songs. Y'all niggas acting like we ain't the Migos. <laughs> like this what this is what they came in here, right? But like y'all niggas acting like we not the Migos, dude. Like, come yeah. on, bro, quit playing with us. And I liked it. 
Yeah, no, I, I did too, man. If we had to talk about some of the standouts or, or some of the some of the concepts and themes that I rock with on the album, first of all, the production. I thought the production was stellar. And in a different way, Apple introduced their new spatial audio. Oh, you got Apple Music? I do not. What yeah. is that? So it's, um, you know how Spotify. it is. Convince yeah, yeah. me to switch. Uh, yeah, Spotify, yeah. You, Spotify got to catch up. Um, you remember Tidal was big on their high fidelity, lossless yeah, audio, but then Apple is taking a new step further with spatial audio, which is just like basically Dolby. Like when you go to the big dog movie theater and that shit mm -hmm. like extra echoey or whatever the fuck is called, atmospheric, whatever. Can you tell? Yes, you can though. Can you tell with your like iPod Pro headphones? Can you tell in your car? Like what? Do you, when can you I couldn't tell? tell in the car though. I could tell on my headphones. When you, you got a good set of high-quality headphones, yeah. you can tell with those. And this album, because not all albums have it. Not all albums have the Dolby thing, mm -hmm. but some do. And I think they dropped this album at the perfect time for that spatial audio to be released because it shows off the production. Because they have a really interesting production style, man. Like it's not, not all of the beats are super busy. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not like Real Mike simple. Will, just you got a hard thumping, got a bunch of shit going on. Some of them have really subtle things going on, like the joint with Drake. Like, it's got subtle things, and they, and they really pop in those in headphones with that spatial audio. That subtleness, like what you say, I think for me, this is me being an older nigga listening to rap. It's hard for me to understand <laughs> them niggas sometimes. Mm. And it's not on no mumble rap shit. It's just like, the same thing, like making the New York comparison again, when I'm listening to Wu-Tang from back in the day or a Mob Deep album, it's like just some of that stuff I miss. Like yeah. it's, I don't understand it. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe I'm not of the same generation of them, but like I had to go back a couple of times. You're like, oh, okay. I get what you're talking about. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. lot of that is on here for me. And I think that's why some of the beats are simple as well. Um, what stood out for me, like I said, man, that intro, set the tone for the album and what really made a difference for me was the placement of this album. Like you said, and like I, well, excuse me, like I just said, niggas forgot we was the Migos. So we're going to hit you with this hard ass sample that everybody knows from the temptation is the first song. And then the second song, appreciate you. We got Drake. Yeah. All right. Then the next song, we're going to hit you with straightening, which is our single that everyone has heard. Then we're going to hit you with the Cardi B feature. Yeah. Then we're going to put Polo G on here. So I like that out of the gate, bam, we got all the big dogs that you could think of right now on the album, just to let you guys know you can't, well, whoever can't do this and we can and we'll sit amigo. So I, I appreciated that. If I'm going to the songs, of course, again, I'm going to say Avalanche, the intro mm -hmm. banging, uh, Drake ripped it on having our way. Of course. Um, I like the Cardi B song. It wasn't bad at all. The, mm. the Polo G song wasn't really just that one for me. I did like the Juice World song. I was surprised that I liked it. I'm not a big Juice World fan. Rest in peace. Uh, he was a hell of an artist, but I, I'm not a big fan. I like this. I like yeah. what they were doing on here. They got in his little bag with what they had on this. And I like Mahomes. I like Mahomes. I thought that was banging. That was a pretty good uh Thought uh, the switch on the word uh, for Patrick Mahomes, I really liked that. What stood out for you? Yeah, man, the joints I rock with, of course. But as soon as, as soon as I heard Drake, come on, listen. <laughs> and he was on, and and he took off about two minutes, nigga. I listen. He, he ripped that. Listen, Drake, I'm Drake. Goddamn, he on his LeBron shit right now. Yeah, he on he on a mean run right now. Real LeBron. quiet as kill. He on a mean run. 
And I'm, I'm, he's setting the table up nice for that CLB, though, whenever the hell it's dropping. I think it's got to come oh, in the next couple of weeks, though. That's summertime. what we're going in. We're calling it the CLB now. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm calling it. Oh, you did that. Yeah, I did. That was me. You I just started that. That sucks. Right? <laughs> CLB ain't nothing. You got to run that whole certified level, boy. Oh, you got to run that whole thing. Uh, but I, I fuck with that heavy. I rocked with uh, Modern Day. Uh, I rock with Vaccine. Those are those are traditional Migo joints. And I also like Roll Runner, man, with uh, Zaytoven on the beat. That shit was hard, too. Um, so there was several, there was a lot of joints that I rock with, um, and even, even my homes, too. So really the production and uh, a couple of just those traditional Migo, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for Modern Day. I'm here for Vaccine. Give me all of that. I'm riding to that. I, I'm I'm running up Stone Mountain to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm in the gym getting my six pack, like CeeLo to several of these joints. So I I rocked with them heavy. What anything on here that didn't work for you? Um, I didn't like the song with Pop Smoke. I'm not a big Pop Smoke fan. I feel like they tried to do a drill thing with that. It was just you know th- making it uh, a feature that was gonna stand out. I don't really feel like this was should have been on this album. Like this is like a Rest in peace to possible. It's like a throwaway song. Yeah. Um that and the 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 NBA, the the young boy never broke again. Those last two features, like I said, I feel like the with the pop smoke and this one that they just threw those on here. Could have been a better album overall if you didn't have those last two songs. Mm. I didn't I didn't feel like that those were I credited the placement earlier when we were talking about what worked. Those two being in that place at the end of the album kind of threw it off. Yeah, so I feel like if those hadn't been there, it would have been a better album. If that makes sense. When- no, I agree. Um, the the young boy song is cool. That's that song is hella old. That was their first single on the album last just leave year. That off. Yeah, just leave that off. Yeah, that, it's it's okay. Um, I, I'm with you though. I didn't I didn't like the Pop Smoke record. The verse sounded, it sounded kind of unfinished. It wasn't really like that's not how he really sounds. I don't think that would have been a, a legitimate verse if he was still here. And I hate that that happens with people that leave. It's like, yeah, let's get this verse. Let's let's doctor it up a little bit. But it's like kind of sound like he normally do, but not really. It's like, ah, oh, man. So I, I hate to see that. But I know Quavo and Pop Smoke were close, though. So, um, you know, he was paying homage to his partner. Yeah, but it also didn't work for me, though. I A couple of these features, bro. The Polo G feature, his style did not go good with that beat at all. Really? Like, I liked it. Nah. The, you said you didn't like the Polo G song. Was it the Polo that, G? That song some look cool, man. Like, it... His flow is not like theirs. Oh, well, excuse me. You're right. I did not like that. I mean, I like. I wrote down. I liked his being placed there. After yeah, 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 yeah. After Drake, go ahead. You're right. But it just it didn't. His flow did not. It sounded like he was off beat, man. And everybody can't rap on these type beats, man. People got to know they lane. And if I'm Polo G and they send me that record, I got to be like, bro, like this beat ain't really me. You got to send me another beat. You know what I'm saying? But see, like, that's that's the thing though. That's where greatness is. Like, that's how a motherfucker like Polo G takes it to the next level. Because I agree with you. It's not my favorite song on here. But he need to, he got to, because he has to find a way to insert himself on there. I don't think he did that. He hopped on there trying to be like Amigo. But a nigga like Drake, or you send this shit to a nigga like whoever that's great, they going to find a way. Even if I don't give you a hook, I'm going to harmonize over. Excuse me. if you Even if I don't give you 16, I'm going to find a little bridge. I'm going to find something that works for who I am, and that's what's going to shake it. And I don't think that he did that. You're right. Yeah, that, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't rock with that at all, man. But if if I had to give it a rating, 
Um, I, I think this is a good, it's a good road trip project. 19 songs. That's a lot in 2021 or maybe not. Maybe these longer albums are slick making a comeback because of streaming. Um, but I, I liked it. I give it three and a half. I say it's banging. Um, it's, it's, it's what I expected. I think they're doing their thing. Um, I'm so surprised that they have not talked about the QC um, label drama and they're on breakfast club tomorrow morning. Obviously that'll be today. If you're listening to this, when we drop it, they're on breakfast club. And I know for a fact that Charlamagne is going to ask them about little baby and his success. And is also going to ask them about the lawsuit that they had last year. And I'm dying to hear their thoughts and see the energy behind that. Cause they don't yell QC one time on this project. They haven't worn their QC chain one time on this promo run. And them niggas wearing a lot of chains, dude. It's not in one video. So they're not repping at all. There's not one QC artist on this album, dude. So it's, it's, I'm very, very interested to hear their side of that. So I'm looking forward to that. But I give it three and a half. I say it's banging. What about you? I'll tell you what QC is at. Down mm-hmm. at the bottom, brought to you by. <laughs> Damn so. Say brought to you by quality control music. So you niggas can be mad all you want to, my niggas. We still getting our cut over here if it's P. Uh, but three and a half for me too. Right? And yeah. It's funny that you said that because I wrote it down to see what you would say to just make sure we wouldn't say the same thing. And I wrote down three and a half on my little card here. So yeah, it's it's banging. Uh, it ain't classic. It ain't right. uh, you know you know it ain't culture changing. So could you say I was let down slightly? But, I mean, that's just because it wasn't, like, a five-mic album, which, I mean, that's hard to do. Yeah. Three and a half is good, and I feel like that's a great in this in this time for them. And I'm I'm f- looking forward, like you said. I haven't watched Breakfast Club in a long, long time, but I'm definitely going to at least watch the blurbs of this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. I want to know the QC situation, man. That's what I'm saying. a good QC documentary, man. That's what we need, man. Might be too soon. Let that unfold a little bit more. Let little baby get mad uh, and upset that he got a car for his birthday instead of a check. Let, let's let a couple of those incidents a happen. Car. A car. Oh, a car. <laughs> uh, no, I think just even right now, you need <clears throat> just a bird's eye view of greatness and progress. Like too no, often, too often we get the story at the end, like you said. I don't want to see that too. Don't get me wrong. But I, I love, I don't think we've ever been able to tap into the well-oiled machine while that motherfucker was moving. Like, that's the that's the big thing about that Rockefeller documentary, right? That's the only footage of, like, when them niggas was rolling. When it's, was that, well, that was the end of it, though. Which one, though? Which you mean? Um, backstage? The of, the, no, the death of, uh, that one that everybody talking about that never came out. And it's oh, like yeah, on YouTube yeah. or whatever. It's the death of Rockefeller or whatever. Yeah. But I, I just feel like hip-hop could use a good documentary of things when it's rolling. Even if it's controversial right now, you ask them about it, you move on. But more likely, but more so, I just want to see QC operating at a high level behind the scenes. That'll be dope. 100%, man. 100%. Y'all let us know what y'all thought about this Migos Project Culture 3. Did you check it out? Were you fucking with it? Are you like, dude, I'm one of the old niggas that y'all talked about. I don't listen to this shit. Let us know where you stand on Culture 3. I did like that freestyle, though, that uh, when they was in L.A. Them niggas was ripping that shit. I do have, I got, I reached out to some of the youngsters, man. Oh, this should be good. Yeah. Shout out to Cakes, man. His nephew said it has some bangers. I don't think it lived up to the hype though, but for Migos fans, it probably gave them what they wanted. My top songs off the album that I like the most in order are Picasso with future vaccine. Then light it up with pop smoke. RIP to the woo little woo emoji, man. They need me on the show. 
<laughs> Shout out to nephew, man. I wasn't mad at that though. That was a nice little synopsis. It's a nice though. little review right there. For Shout sure. out to nephew, man. We'll get you on here at some point in time that you talk your shit. Absolutely, man. Let's get to some wins and losses before we get to these episode 400 video tributes, which we appreciate. Uh, what you got? Absolutely, man. A W to Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine and Pharrell for opening schools, getting in the mix like LeBron James and Jalen Rose in the NBA, doing it on the hip-hop side, man. What do you think about this? Yeah, Dre and Jimmy Iovine said they are going to launch the quote-unquote coolest high school in America. These are coming from two people who are notorious for being on record saying they hated high school, and I think those are the two perfect people to create a high school, people that hated how it's currently constructed. So I'm extremely excited to see what that looks like. It's going to be in L.A. for low-income families. And Pharrell's is the same thing. And it's also for low-income families. It's a private school that is supported by donations. Uh, it'll be in his hometown of Virginia. So big salute to them for opening schools, though. Big facts, man. Looking at that documentary of Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre and hearing them say this is going to be the coolest high school, I would one million percent want to go there. Like, Absolutely. Geez, I bet that's going to be the shit. A right, big L to your man's Rick Ross, man. Rick Ross said he out here saving money, man, and that's going to include, get this, cutting his own grass and flying commercial. <laughs> Jesus First Christ, of all, Ross, say it ain't so, man. Your man's falling off out here. First of all, that is not an L. This is how the rich what? stay rich. Shut up, dude. You want him on Instagram talking about how he pays a thousand dollars to get his grass cut? Yes. Like, no. You, when do you cut your grass? Absolutely not. Exactly. Not <laughs> I ain't grass. got two hundred and eighty acres I'm, either. Exactly, though. nigga. All the more reason not to cut your fucking grass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, and I ain't, I ain't even doing. I, I would. I'd have to have some super big boy equipment. Like I'm he spending, the, I, he I spend like a walking joint. Right he, not, he, he had a tractor, right? But it, it, I'm Rick Ross, dude. I I'm not cutting grass. Like I'm, just, I'm not doing. It. I'm sorry. I ain't got time. I, I ain't got time to take three hours out of my day to cut fifty acres of land. If I'm Rick Ross, dude. I, I will say this though. I had I had a conversation with someone in business music management who will remain nameless, mm -hmm. and they refuse to believe that Ross has what he says he has with the house and all that stuff because they can't fathom how he's able to afford all of that the house is a million dollars a year whether you're cutting the grass or not and ross has never really just done numbers like that so he was questioning the validity of all the shit that he has and that was all he was just like i see these i see what these artists make i know what the numbers are that looks fugazi interesting very hmm. so take that for whatever you want Maybe he's made good investments, though. I, I hope so. That's one thing that you can never call. Like, I understand one part of it in saying that, hey, he, he he don't make that much in his stature. But maybe he made smarter investments than other people in his life. That's very possible. Because one of the things about Ross, regardless of how much flack we'll give him, uh, he, he seems to be smart. Even when he was, like, rapping in Trina videos 10 years ago, he's, like, always had a business savvy about him. Maybe he gets bigger splits or bigger cuts. Like, I, I could possibly see him having a move in his pocket that got him a little bit more money. Not hey. sure what it was, but hey. Hey, I don't know. Feedback about that. Which one is worse, flying commercial or cutting grass? Neither. Stop trying to, uh, listen, man. I'm trying to Bro. make fun of people for being thrifty. Have you ever flown on a private jet? Not yet. 
once you start flying private jets, you never want to go back to commercial. I've never I flown on one that. either. I can see that. But <laughs> nigga, you're telling me a nigga going back to E49 after you sit <laughs> on a five-seater? Man, nigga, that sucks. I'm going to be the nigga to say it. Rick Ross, that's a fucking L, bro. That is an L, my nigga. Like, last thing on this. I'm getting uh, gunplay out there to cut my grass before I do it. (laughs) Oh, me. Gunplay, oh, me, bro. I ain't cutting up. I teach gunplay gunplay how to work the tractor. Tough. (laughs) Uh, Big shout out to Meek Mill, man. He helps get probation laws passed in Virginia. Not Philly, though. Shout yeah, man. Him. He he linked up with the governor of um of uh, Virginia. They they signed a probo- probation reform bill, uh, which was super dope. He was there for the signing. Not sure why this didn't happen in Philly, but at, let's be honest, does it really matter? It takes one it takes one place to do it first. Maybe they'll follow suit. Um, but th- this was super dope, man. So big respect to Meek Mill. He's been low key. Uh, musically for a little minute. I know he just dropped a song or whatnot, but he's been making real moves, getting laws passed, <laughs> getting bills passed, which is kind of the hard work, man. So uh, triple salute to him and what they do. I know Rock Nation, I believe, had a lot to do with this too. So salute to them. Yeah, they definitely did. Shout out to them. Shout out to Big Mill continuing. I like how he stuck to this uh, social reform, uh, prison, excuse me, prison reform. Uh, yep. One million percent behind him. Regardless of anything else that he does that I don't agree with, I one million percent fuck with this. So shout out to him and all the work that he puts in behind that man. I love it. I love it. You got one more. I'm trying L? to see who the governor of Pennsylvania was. Is he a Republican? Yes. I don't know. I think that might have flipped. I don't so know. So that's the reason why the guy of the, the Virginia's governor is a Democrat. Pennsylvania's okay. governor is a Republican, so he's not going to be siding with Meek Mill on a lot of stuff. Probably not. <laughs> on anything, probably. Other than being friends with Robert Kraft. <laughs> That's it. We got another L, sir? Uh, the last one. Nice little edit point right there. I thought that was the last one. We usually do three, my nigga. Don't try to act like I was just off. I'm just not reading this. I thought you was going to say something. Are- the last one is fourth L is to the Vegas, a day in Vegas festival. Uh, we speculated about this. It's finally come to fruition. Kendrick Lamar is going to be performing there. Yes. Will he be performing his brand new album that we're all waiting for? Nope. Not at all. It's an L because he's going to be performing everything from Section 80 up to damn. You said this. Listen, this has been confirmed. He is headlining a festival, and it says in the poster, Kendrick Lamar performing songs from Section 80 (laughs) through damn to kill any hope that a new project was coming. This ain't an L to the day in Vegas. This is an L to Kendrick Lamar. This is an L to TDE, because they're pushing Isaiah Rashad right now when they should be pushing Kendrick. This is some bullshit. He might have officially retired. Somebody, I forgot who this was I talked to. They were like, bro, I think Kendrick retired. They might be right, bro. He might be done for real. Oh, shut up, dude. He might be done, bro. I'm done looking for him. Fuck it. He may be retired, they said. Man, stop it, dude. Um, it's just still a work in progress, man. That's when you bullshit. go as deep as Kendrick Lamar goes on his albums, I guess you just got to take five fucking years to do another one, dude. I'm tired of waiting as well, but I do think he's going to come out. When he comes, he should pause. He should be. He should come out swinging. Man, well, yeah, don't hold your breath. 
Um, again, guys, we appreciate it. Listen, we have got tribute videos that people have sent in. We are getting ready to hit play. This is our own decor of the week. This is everyone who sent in videos. We appreciate y'all. Uh, we're going to hit play on these and we're going to come back and uh, talk about some, some stuff in these last 400 episodes. Hey, what up on deck, man? Spike Blue, Animal Brown, man. Y'all my guys, y'all my niggas, man. Y'all shit is always fire. Uh, to, just to go through the list, man, um, I don't have a favorite episode because all y'all shit fire to me for the most part. I will say the original content uh, versus the reviews for me are the better ones I personally like. But I love the Patreon. I love all y'all shit straight up. Uh, I, I rock with y'all hard because... Y'all have always managed to entertain and be so professional. Even when I can see y'all having odds on camera, y'all have always managed to be professional. Y'all have the most consistent podcast that I subscribe to. Even when the Joe Budden podcast has had ups and downs, brilliant idiots had up and down, and so many more. Man, y'all have been consistent and y'all stay with it and y'all do it like y'all love doing it. And I fuck with y'all for that, man. So shout out to Animal Brown, Spike Blue. And once again, this is Mari's Hunt. Third, three, four time on deck of the week, man. Shouts out to y'all. Congratulations. Hey, this your man, Coach Locke. I want to give a congratulations to Animal Brown and Spike Blue, the On Deck TV podcast. 400 episodes, man, that's a huge accomplishment. That's a sign of consistency out here. It takes a lot of work and effort, and you guys doing it in these shows. So I want to give you guys congratulations again on that 400th episode. But one thing I got to tell y'all, man. Y'all need to get some more Busta Rhymes in your playlist. That's a legend. Y'all be disrespectful to the legend like that, man. Y'all give me hell about him. But that's a legend out here in these streets. But nah, all jokes aside, man, congratulations again on 400 episodes. Y'all keep up the good work, and here's the 400 more. What's going on, man? It's KC Hustle. I want to shout out my boys, Animal Brown and Spike Lou, on their 400 episode of the On Day TV podcast. I've been rocking with y'all boys for like five years now. And just seeing y'all growth is amazing. Y'all insightful, entertaining, funny, all the, the above. Um, I can't wait to see what the next 400 episodes bring. Um, I don't got no question. I just want to say um, appreciate y'all for checking out my music and just being completely honest with your boy. And y'all keep doing y'all thing, man. Love. Fellas, fellas, what's happening, man? Um, I don't have any questions or anything. I just want to say congratulations to y'all boys, man. I'm proud of y'all. To, to actually know y'all for many years, grow up with y'all, to see y'all take casual couch conversation and, and grow upon that to going to the makeshift studio, to expounding upon that and taking it even further, taking it to Atlanta and starting the thing that nobody knew what the hell it was when y'all did it. I don't know if y'all expected to be around for 400, but y'all here. That shows dedication, hard work, consistency, but more importantly, passion. Um, and not only that, y'all brought people from the home team and put them on or whatever. So that says a lot about y'all as men as well. But with all that being said, man, I just look forward to the next seven, eight, nine years of whatever y'all bring to the table for the culture, whether that be syndication, big dog contract, bigger production, whatever, man. Whatever comes y'all way, man, y'all work hard to get it. Y'all deserve it. And again, I'm proud of y'all. Love y'all, boys. All right. Happy anniversary on Deck TV podcast. I just want you to know that I was here first. I was with y'all from the beginning. I'm talking about 10 years ago. I've known y'all since 2010. Before a podcast was like a thing thing. 
I was fucking with y'all. But I do enjoy the content. It's brilliant. It's funny. It's smart. It's fresh. And I am so happy for the growth. I'm so happy for uh, the the evolving that you all have done. It's it's such an amazing podcast, and I really appreciate it. It is good that I've been seeing y'all from the beginning. And happy anniversary again. And that's it. Hey, yo, what's going on, man? This is Ralph. Johnny. And we're oversaturated the podcast, man. We just want to send well wishes to the On Day TV podcast on your fourth hundred episode. That's crazy, man. Insane. Shout out to Consistency. That's dope as Right, well. right. Shout out to you, Spike Blue and AB, for you guys being in the trenches. Even in Metro, you know, whenever he pops on the show, man. <laughs> shout out to you too, bro. Thanks. But you guys are definitely an inspiration to us. You know, we definitely in this podcast space together. So yep. we definitely want to send kudos, love, light. All that great, you know, all, stuff, all that to y'all. All of it. Here's the 400 more. We yep. can't wait to hear more from y'all, and we appreciate y'all. Yeah, so we'll get y'all later, man. Peace. All love from STL, man. Spike Lou, I see you on that TV podcast. Congratulations on the 400th episode. Uh, man, what I love about y'all's uh, podcast, man, is the consistency of that quality content, man. Keep it coming. Congratulations. Yo, 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 On Deck family, it's your boy, Chris Platty. Yes, Spike Lou, Chris Platty. Put some respect on my name. Now, nah, shout out to you. Shout out to Ammo Brown. Love you guys. You know, I came in this game a fan of you. And to be able to grow and say that there's now a personal relationship there means the world to me. And it's something I will treasure forever. Uh, but beyond that, everything that you've done for the hip hop game, for the podcast game, in this first 400 episodes cannot be understated. I can't thank you enough for what you do in those respective fields. And the next 400 is going to be even more fruitful. You guys are going to see great success. I cannot wait for it. It's going to be prosperous. And in the meantime, one time shout out to Pimple Butterfly for Animal Brown. Drake and Kanye could never love y'all, my boys. I'm going to talk to y'all soon. Shout out Atlanta. Shout out the rest of the Realville Media Gang. Love forever. My guys, Animal Brown, Spike Lou, On Deck TV Hip Hop Podcast, 400 of them things. Congratulations, fellas. It's your boy, Big Jeff. Shout out to y'all, man, setting a standard for hip hop podcasting, being the blueprint, Southern hip hop podcasting, because you know it's not a lot of y'all out there, and a lot more have come since y'all started. So shout out to y'all, man, 400 of them things. My favorite episodes gotta be the Nipsey tributes, tribute the Mount Rushmore, the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, the brackets, everything, man. You guys, like I said, man, you setting the standard for what it is to be a hip hop podcast. Consistency, 400. Keep up the great work. Many, many more. It's your boy Big Jeff, Full Sport Press, signing off, man. Ain't no extra chest shots. Don't forget. Yes, sir. On deck. What up? The home team. You know I've been rocking with y'all since day one. Congrats on the 400. You know what I'm saying? Y'all keep up. Young OG like myself in the hip-hop loop. Keep me up to date on what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I rock with y'all every Wednesday. Make my uh, Wednesday work day real smooth. And uh, yeah, y'all got a lot of classic episodes, man. Just keep it going. Salute. What's going on, guys? It's Jay Ho from the Full Sport Press Podcast, man. 400 episodes, man. That's a tall order, man. Congratulations. I know exactly how hard it is to do something like that week to week. So 
see you guys killing it like this, man. I'm super proud, man. Um, as far as my favorite episodes, it would have to be when you guys buy or sell stock and rappers. Unfortunately, um, AB, you miss with Joyner Lucas. Sell that right now. If you have any of that stock left, sell it immediately, like right now. When you watch this, listen to this, sell it. Um, as far as Spike Lou, hey, you were on with Baby. I'm going to give you credit for that. You were right on with Baby, man. So that is my favorite uh, episode that you guys do annually. Again, congratulations. I'm so proud of you guys, man. That's cheers to 800. And um, I'm here every step of the way, fellas. Holla. What up? It's Van Everett from the Scenario Radio Show. Uh, wanted to wish you guys at On, Tech, uh, on Deck TV uh, podcast. Congratulations for your 400th episode. Hopefully you'll be doing over a thousand more in the long run. Love you guys show. Um, you always talk about music in a way that's both fun and thoughtful. So I'm always for that. Love having you on my show. Uh, the question that I wanted to ask you was, I know that a lot of times the turnaround between when a new album drops and the time that you decide to review that album can be pretty short. So even though you may feel pretty strongly about what you heard initially, it may change over time. Has there been an album that you either loved or hated initially that after a further listen, you felt a whole lot differently about? Tell me what you think. All right, man, we are back. Hey, man, listen, fantastic tributes, guys. We appreciate y'all. Yes, some funny sir, shit man. in there, man, but we appreciate y'all for real. It is, man. You got to play some of the reactions live time. There's some funny <laughs> stuff in there. We appreciate everybody that took a couple seconds out of their day to let us know we matter in yours, man. That's a really big thing. Um, I know, again, when me and you started this, man, we had no freaking clue what we were really doing. We just knew that we wanted to be a part of the hip-hop game. We, I didn't rap. You didn't rap. We didn't make beats. Uh, but hip-hop was something that we loved. And we felt like that we could do it in a way that would be fresh and would keep our names out there if we didn't want to take any other paths in hip hop. And that's how the show was born, man. Um, we've grown a lot as men since we started doing this. And I do want you to know, man, I appreciate you as a partner and someone who's been there for 400 episodes. I know I'm not always an easy person to work with, uh, but regardless of what's going on in my life or yours, we always show up and do this through a pandemic, through whatever. I know when we started this, we live together, then less than a mile away from each other, now over an hour away from each other. And we don't talk as much as we used to, uh, but no one that listens to this podcast knows that. Uh, that goes a long way as far as our friendship. No one can tell that hey, we talk an hour or two before the show and we run it uh, because that's how genuine this friendship is. So I do want you to know, Animal Brown, that I appreciate you. Absolutely, man. You know, I appreciate that, man. It's it. Like you said, we was in the kitchen, literally. Facts. Huddled around a, uh, a mic with a really bad uh, connection, hoping that it wouldn't kick us off <laughs> when we tried to record this shit, man. So, uh, boy, those first couple of episodes was stressful. Rough, man. We know what the fuck um, we was doing. This is a radio uh, show, Young Dick TV, radio, radio podcast yeah. TV show. Yeah, we ain't know what to call this shit, dude. And we ain't know nothing about that, man. But, yeah. nah, oh, this um, us, We were taking turns over a USB mic. Yes. Yeah. It, it was it was it was some slaw, uh, but man, people hung in there and told us then, man, we, we you know what I'm saying we were on to something, and so uh, the support has kept us going for sure. I know I can I can say that on, at least on my end, man. Anytime somebody tweets, uh, emails, texts, calls, that shit is very very appreciative. Um, salute to everybody. I, I know it's not comfortable, man, for a lot of people to sit in front of a camera and talk to it, man. Like I know that's the wave now. We see a lot on social media, but everybody don't like doing that shit, and so. Right. 
if you was able to take out a second and holler at us, man, I, we appreciate it. Um, I did want to tap into um, my guy had a great question. Um, I didn't want to skip that because I was about to forget. Uh, he asked what album did we review that we may have changed our mind about. I don't know if you had anything, but off the top of my head, I'm going to say that Big Sean because I really liked it when I listened to it. But I don't, I don't, I don't think I've revisited it since, though. Yours should be that To Pimp a Butterfly and how much you love nah, it. Now. It's still trash. Still. With, with all due respect easy. to my guy Platty, it's still some slaw. No way. Mine is easily views. I don't remember if we reviewed it or not. But no, I, I think I we doubled really, back on it. Yeah, I, I know we did it on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I know I didn't think it was four and a half mics when we brought it up and talked about it. That's when we talked about Joe Buttons the next episode. Yep. That came out around that time. So I know I didn't have it at four mics, but now I just easily yeah. my favorite Drake album. And um, again, like you said, appreciate the question. Appreciate the people that took time out to do the videos. Also, the other people in the rap chat. One of the best things about this, you know, other than being able to do this and talk our shit, is the people that we meet, man. Like, yep. just random people that we've been able to establish relationships with over 400 episodes. I want to shout some of these people out. Raymar Ross Riley, Paji, Keyshawn Brown, Brandon Hunt, John Thicklin, mm -hmm. Jay, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Jay Baby Alexander. Most of these from the rap chat. Big H, my man, dropped a video, $100 t-shirts. Free beers from my guy Ace Jones. Mm -hmm. um, Dead End Sports. Shout out to Ken, Mike. Uh, shout out to FIFO, uh, Rod. All of those guys always made me feel welcome over there every time that I came through. Shout out to Nikki Doucet. Um, Anybody that I might have missed when I just said their names. Um, Chris Platt. Uh, shout out to my guy Dan Morgan. He's been listening since day one. Yep. Always give me feedback on the show. He was one of the guys that said I can't. I can. He was one of the guys that was telling me that like this shit hasn't missed a beat since day one. I can't tell that you guys don't do whatever you do that you haven't been doing. Shout out Clive and shout out to Derb and Zoe, man. I got since day one too. Absolutely, man. I, I listen, whenever I, I get to naming names, I always leave somebody out. So yeah. listen, <laughs> I don't leave you out. I'm sorry. Shout yeah, out. Yeah, just guy so Plaza. I don't do that. Shout out my guy Trump, man. Shout out it's, Scoops, TK. It's so many. Guys. It's so many. So we definitely appreciate it. Favorite episode though? Um, I know my most memorable, I won't necessarily fade a favorite. I, I know actually I do have a favorite. Our favorite is the, uh, our rap brackets, man. We we started a whole wave with that. I can stand on the fact that we started that. Right? Yeah. We started doing the brackets and when we did the East, West, Coast, South and did the best from each region and, and matched them up, that was my favorite one to do. My most memorable episode, uh, like somebody in, in the, uh, comments said was a Nipsey. I think that was easily yeah. Yeah. Uh, my most emotional episode. And there's been emotional moments throughout the years, but that one hit me the hardest um, as far as just being able to get on here and felt like we were the proper people to talk about that. Like it's mm -hmm. hard when someone like that passes and uh, we put a lot of people on Nipsey Hustle, and that's not too long horn. Like this is what people told us. Yeah. Hey man, I didn't want a new dude if it wasn't for y'all. and to go through his whole career cycle that quickly and have to talk about him passing. That was memorable for me. It was tough for me because I was really a big fan of him. And um, that's probably the number one episode where I remember getting ready for him. Like, damn, dude, this nigga really like died. And we have we have a responsibility to the people that listen to this to, to talk about it and try to put it into words that make sense. And that, that, that was a really, really not tough, but 
just a memorable episode. Like it, it, it sustained in my brain that I wanted to do this. Like yeah. it, it felt good to do after the fact. Going into it, it was really difficult figuring out how it was going to be done. But once you and I got through it and we did it and we did such a good job to pat ourselves on the back, it let me know that we could do this well on a larger scale. I agree. Um, and one, one of the things, and somebody had mentioned this in the tribute, shout out to all the tributes, uh, on deckers of the week, all of that, there was the consistency. And that's something I, I, I'm, I'm glad somebody pointed that out as well as the, the original topics, man. So we, we hang our hat on coming up with those topics and coming up with those talking points. Cause we felt like that's what was missing from the rap game, uh, when we started it. So, my favorite episodes revolve around those original topics and also talking about those things that everybody doesn't shine that light on. Like everybody's not talking about uh, when Bankroll Fresh got killed. Like that, that didn't make major, major waves like that. There wasn't any, a lot of discussion about that. There wasn't, there's not a lot of discussion when Pharrell opens up a school or when Dr. Dre opens up a school or when 21 Savage donates this or that and we shine our light on all of that so we, we just don't do like the salacious headliney type shit that's never really been our vibe we've always tried our best to keep it a thousand and talk about shit that we feel people need to know about and so we in my opinion that's one of my favorite aspects of the show which plays into some of my favorite episodes is the original content and kind of the perspective that we bring on things that aren't getting a lot of light so we talk about stuff that we want to hear other people talk about and um, I, I think that's people to get that. And I'm just glad that we're able to communicate that. And there's people out there that think like us that feel the same way. So uh, all the original shit is my, is my favorite episode. I, I love the rap rants. I get that the most. I get the rap rants part one and two is a lot of people's favorite episodes. I personally can't stand two because my mic was off. I was talking into the wrong side of it. So I, in my head, I hate part two, but a lot of people love it. So, hey, whatever it is, what it is, I appreciate it. Um, anything else? What? Anything else? Before I know, we got to do some put-ons. Man, put on for the week. What you got? Go ahead. What you got? I don't even know how I got anything. Um, my put on. I went to Nashville over the weekend. I uh, had a great time. I went to the um, African American Music History Museum in the mm -hmm. Ville on Fifth and Broadway, and it is complete and utter flames. Flames, flames, flames. It is not your granddaddy's museum. It's interactive. It's hands-on. There's a lot to watch. There's a lot to read. There's a lot to listen to. There's a lot to touch. It's very, very dope. Very modern. If this is how museums are going to look in <laughs> 2021 and beyond, then I'm pulling up to all of them because this shit is it's fire, nigga. Like, I was thoroughly impressed. I don't believe um, that was your first time at a museum. No, nah, because I went to the one in D.C. too, though. The one in D.C. It was like nice that, too. right? It yeah, but it's, like not, it's not as intuitive as this one. This oh, was okay. almost all interactive. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? different beats and listen to the different yeah, stuff. Yeah, you can do a bunch of shit. It's killing. I liked it. Yeah, that whole area, man, that Fifth and Broad area, you talking about not your father's museum. It's not your father's Nashville. That's a fact. Like, nigga, like me and you leave the left 10 years ago and go back and see all that. We're like, damn. Yeah, it's lit it's, up. City is completely different, man. Shout out to the home team. Um, man, I ain't what, what do I have to put on? Man? You been watching shit? Oh, that's what it is. History 101 on Netflix. That's what I wrote that down to do. History 101 on Netflix. Um, it's like 20 minutes 
very easy watch. Uh, and it tells you about the different things and how they became things uh, in America. Like I got one on fast food and how it blew up from one fast food to all the ones you have now. Mm. Uh, it has one on China and how they're going to catch America as the number one economy. It has one on the oil in the Middle East and how it got there and how it got so big. And again, it only 20 minutes. So it's a real quick breakdown, a lot of good information. I'm dumb into stuff like that. Uh, if you know it's History Explained or just the Explained series on Netflix, this is yep. one of those, but it's just History 101. That shit was really, really good. And it's an easy watch, only 20 minutes. That and Gordon Ramsay's Uncharted is back. That's my shit. Definitely That's not watching that Gordon Ramsay shit, but I'll check out that History Gordon Ramsay. Nah, I'm with that. It's hard. He go out and like meet people. Like he went, his last one, he went to Oregon and like meet people in Oregon and go fishing and find shit from the land there. And then he cook it at the end. That shit, right? I like cooking shows though. Shout out my nigga Wheezy, man. We're going to start us a cooking show, man. <laughs> cooking in the kitchen with Wheezy. Hands I like that. Um, as long as you're not cooking, it's all good. Um, I'm definitely cooking. I'm a beast on ones and twos, my nigga. Absolutely beast. not. Um, listen, guys, we appreciate y'all again. Thank you for staying with this extended episode. Thank you for staying with us for 400. Cheers to many, many more big things in the future, man. We're going to see y'all in 401. Absolutely. Week. We appreciate it. We out. All of them. Cheers.